I don't know what makes me more mad when autocorrect works and corrects things that I don't want to be corrected or when it doesn't work and it doesn't correct things that I need to be corrected. Okay. Does that make any sense? Um, yes. <laughs> like, you know, when you're typing a word and then autocorrects, like you definitely meant this and you're like, no, I did not mean this. Yep. But then you're typing something on Google and it's like, you're on your own and you can't <laughs> spell it. And you're like, just freaking correct this for me. Come on. Anyways. No, I have that <laughs> quite often where I'm typing a word. I can't even think of an example right now, but down. but I'll think of a word and um, like I'm typing out a word and like, no, I get exactly what you mean. Cause like sometimes <laughs> it'll say like, this is what you meant and it'll change it like automatically for me i'm like no don't do that so i have to like go back and change it and then sometimes when i wanted to autocorrect a word i'm like uh like if i just you know fat finger something Uh i'm typing and then i'm like it's okay it'll autocorrect and i space and it doesn't autocorrect yeah it's like Uh, these are such first world problems but you know what it's what's on my mind okay (laughs) oh my goodness yeah Anyways, hi. How's it going? Oh. I haven't seen you in uh, several days, actually. Yeah, since Tuesday. Oh, and you guys know us. We cannot live without each other's existence every second Basically, of the day. Basically, <laughs> we are so clingy. <laughs> like, I don't even know how to people without you next to me. Like, we don't breathe air <laughs> unless it's the same air. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. I saw this post. This one was actually Facebook. This wasn't a TikTok, but it was like... Wow. <laughs> no, right? No, but it was like, when you become a parent, you forget how to have conversations without including your children. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like that, but I forget how to like adult without my husband next to me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <sighs> but Miles is back from his work trip. Hooray. So life is good again life is happy or i am gonna be in therapy next week whichever just kidding we'll see <laughs> um yeah anything new with you or um, us or no not really this last week for those of you who don't know um so i do um like tr- uh it training so i work for a company like a kind of healthcare conglomerate and i do like onboarding implementation kind of training for new users to the healthcare system that we use and so this is all what the the few weeks have been this last month or so where i've been like going down to to colorado to do these uh these trainings and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but yeah they they went pretty well this last week it was just um we were just teaching them how to use the the application on the phone and they went pretty well really easy class this is all just very, a lot you know thrilling stuff it's what very thrilling to, what we do to make money in today's <laughs> uh, um yeah it's it's pretty good though um it was fun got to meet some some cool people i had a few people comment me uh or i guess compliment me on my Your accent british accent yeah british <laughs> accent thanks <laughs> but people love me yeah they want me sure. back there, but they're not going to get me back. Tell them they need to listen to our podcast if they want you back. <laughs> Just listen that's to this. How that works. Weekly releases. You can listen to my voice <laughs> anytime you want. Cool. Um, 
which may not be appealing to some people, like me. What? I don't want to hear my own voice. Okay. <laughs> Says the guy who has a podcast. It doesn't mean I listen to myself. Actually, that's not true. It does. <laughs> you listen to it way more than I do. Well, yeah, because that's mostly just to see how audio sounds to other people who I'll, listen to it. I'll just be the first to admit, I love the sound of my own voice. That's, <laughs> I like the sound of your voice. <laughs> I have been um, talking up a storm since the day I could talk. You can ask anybody who knows me. So, <laughs> I mean, you can call me prideful or whatever, but it's fine. No, I don't think so um cool i think as far as updates go unless you had something else i don't yeah, christmas tree is still up still up it just barely came up yeah but we talked about it last week right we did yeah oh, okay. that's that's why i'm saying it's still up that was our update last week oh. <laughs> <laughs> was the christmas tree we are so exciting we love it I have a few questions for you. I may have a few answers for you. They're really good. They're really good. And I think you might know the answers. Uh, the first one is, who is an Egyptian's... Sorry, I'm sorry. Scratch that. Who is an Egyptian archaeologist's favorite person? Who? Their mummy. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, do you want to know why crocodiles don't believe in rivers? Yeah, I do want to know why. Because they're in denial. (laughs) 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 Oh, okay, last one. Why was the mummy so stressed? Why? Because she was all wound up. (laughs) Don't drop your computer there. (laughs) That made that even better. Are we talking about mummies? Oh my goodness, yes, actually. Sorry, I, I just need to put a visual out there for everyone. I am 33 weeks pregnant. I can't breathe and sitting also hurts everything hurts and I'm dying it's fine no but I'm on um an exercise ball like a a big yoga ball whatever so if you hear like rubber squeaking I promise that's what it is and that's why my computer almost fell because I was balancing it in a weird way but yeah I wish I had a camera so people could see how well you look great how mummified i am today (laughs) 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 that was a good joke (laughs) do you do you want to hear a really dumb joke always that's why we do this this implementation thing that we're doing the the behavioral health centered Mm -hmm. and they they don't refer to their like patients as patients they call them clients sure and so today my uh my co-worker my co-trainer he was like talking to one of our a little i don't want to call them students because that makes it feel one of the uses that we were training we'll just say <laughs> okay. that and they were talking about like how like you have to be patient and stuff like that i'm like or you could be client oh my gosh <laughs> and if you were there it, it was like one of those had to be there kind of jokes but <laughs> <laughs> like you guys are all you've been there the whole week you're all a little bit tired <laughs> Yeah, but I, I said that, and instantly <laughs> I was like half proud and half ashamed of myself. <laughs> hey, that's the beauty of dad jokes, right there. Yep. Uh, so if you guys hadn't guessed it, we are talking about ancient Egyptian mummies, specifically Ooh. one. 
Um, I was going to say we're doing things kind of different this time because this is technically a part two to Miles' story last week. A continuation. Yeah, which is the first time we've done this where we kind of like partnered in a story. Yeah. Because normally if we do part twos, we do our own part twos the next time. Yeah, anyways, like, but after last episode... When we stopped recording, I was like, Miles, I really want to know more about King Tut now. And he was like, dang it, Courtney, I was going to do that. <laughs> he was like, that was the story I was going to do next time. And then he was like, but if you're interested, like, why don't you do it? So that way we can just like continue on with it. And yeah. I'm so like, like, heck yeah. So it feels more natural with the flow of yeah. the, uh, like when these episodes come out and everything. I can't guarantee this is going to happen every time because I enjoy doing my own part twos when they happen. And I'm sure Miles does like... Like, let, let's be honest. It would have been very different if I had tried to do a part two for... For Ned Kelly. For Ned Kelly. Yeah, it would have been, it would not have been the same. Um, but in this case, I, I just figured this was fun. So you had talked about... Howard Carter. Howard Carter. And how he, 101 years ago, discovered the missing tomb of King Tut. Yes. King Toot. King Toot. There was something really funny. Oh, um... <laughs> So here's the thing is I was a little bit worried about doing King Tut because he is easily like the most famous Egyptian ruler of all time. But most of it has to do with the fact that he was so well preserved. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And he's mostly known for his mummy. And you pretty much covered that. I mean, you talked about Howard Carter, but like. You, you talked about his mummy. Yep. And so I was like, what more bit. is there to share with this guy? And so, of course, my, you know, my anxiety, I was like, I'm not going to be able to make a story about this. So I, like, procrastinated it and was, like, kind of taking notes, but mostly, like, watching YouTube videos about it to be more familiar with the story. And one guy on YouTube, he – so I, I don't know the correct, the correct pronunciation if it's tut or toot. But when you say his full name, how do you say it? It's Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. Or Tutankhamun, I think is like the correct pronunciation. I haven't heard that one. Tutankhamun. I'm going to say Tutankhamun. That's what I say. So when you say that, it would make sense that we would call him King Tut. Mm -hmm. But everybody calls him King Tut, or at least from what I have heard growing up. Um, But this guy on YouTube kept calling him King Tut. (laughs) And he had a British accent. Much like my husband. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Shut your mouth. I'm sorry. That's my favorite joke. It's um, a really bad joke. Pick a different one. No. So he had a British accent. He kept saying King Toot. And then at one point he said, it's no wonder why, why King Toot slipped through the cracks. And me, <laughs> and me being, you know, sleep deprived or whatever excuse you want to throw in there, immature I start cracking up and then I go to the comments and that's like every other comment. It's like, it's like people King quoting Toot. that King Toot slipped through the cracks. haha. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not the only child watching this video. <laughs> now, Anyways. You're mature enough to know that immaturity is fun. <laughs> it can be for sure. Uh, but King thinking, Toot. thinking that there wasn't enough to cover was was novice thinking like we are professional podcasters here so i've got quite the story for you today <laughs> yeah you do you said you were going to start working this on monday which 
is is new for Courtney. Sorry, I'm, I, I'm calling I, you out. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. You know, I have been working on this. Well, I say working loosely. I've been working on this pretty much all week. And I was finishing up the notes up until like five minutes ago or however long we've been recording now. So I used to be not like a super huge nerd about ancient Egypt because like I couldn't tell you hieroglyphs and what they mean and everything. Sure. But I thought ancient Egypt, that was like my favorite topic in history. Like, really? yeah, bring on. Yeah, I loved it. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you're covering uh, King Tut. King I would have, I would have um, assumed that you would have been more of like the space guy. Oh, that that's definitely me. Even are. still today, yeah. yeah. But no, in history, I just I loved ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. Anything like ancient, so ancient Greece, ancient Egypt. Um, I was like a like mythology. I love uh-huh. the mythology behind all these ancient yeah uh, societies and stuff like uh-huh. that. So no, it just I'm the same me. way. That's what I was saying last week too. Is that's why it's always fascinated me because it almost feels otherworldly. Yes you know um like and I, so it's it's yeah. very fascinating yeah. and I've, I've never liked i've never liked recent history so like <laughs> basically anything after like the dark ages i'm just like eh, I'm like keep it away from me like <laughs> world give... war one world war two all you just go away <laughs> like just anything like medieval and before that i'm just like yeah, bring no, it on i can see that that's yeah. pretty fascinating um one thing for me it's just it's hard to imagine and I've, I've joked about this before but it's genuinely hard for me to imagine people like living lives right ancient you know ancient times and like like they didn't have the things that we had but they still were able to function they had like government they had religion they had schools they had transportation you know they had all these things that are so different to what we have but relatively like along the same lines Mm -hmm. and so like like i said it's just it's otherworldly especially ancient egypt yep and what, what's interesting as well, like kind of putting into perspective for, well, at least for me, when I do stories like this, it I try to think of like the regular people as well as the people that we talk about. So like, you know, famous people that we've talked about, we've talked about like Kings, Albert Einstein, um, <laughs> he's famous, uh, just like p- famous people like that who like we, we've heard of them somewhere down the line, but like you don't really think of, you know, in, in the Kings uh, episode four, going back to like families don't get along or whatever uh-huh. it's called um but like what about their their subjects like what were they thinking about this whole thing they were they were there watching it from themselves they're probably gossiping in the break room just kidding they didn't have break rooms <laughs> well you know maybe they did but it's just it's just fun to think about it's like yeah there are people out there much like us like we're not that well known yeah we um we're just like just in the background like I don't know. It's interesting to think about how these people also live their lives. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, So with that being said, and without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and start talking about King Tut. Heck yeah. Tutankhamun. 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 Listen, (laughs) I had Miles look up pronunciations for me, and I also like watched videos and kind of tried to figure it out myself. Um, I'm going to do the best I can. So just forgive me in advance. I already did. So. Just kidding. King. I'm just going to call him King Tut. King Toot. King Toot. <laughs> he was born around 1343 BC. Whoa. Yeah. So fun fact. Actually, most of this story is just fun fact. So I'm going to probably say that 20 million times and you guys can turn it into a drinking game if you're into that or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just chuck some egg nuggets that time of the season. Take a shot. 
Mountain Dew. There you go. <laughs> Protein shake. Monster <laughs> if you're my mom. Um, so he is the youngest known monarch to preside over the ancient Egyptian empire. Uh, he took the throne at the age of nine. So you'd asked me earlier when I was taking notes, is like you were like, he was 12, right? No, he actually was nine. <laughs> um, he was nine years Makes old. Sense. You know some nine-year-olds? Um, you will in a few days. Who's turning nine? Alira. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and Liz. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, guys. Yeah. I don't know if they listen to this. I know Megan does, but... Megan does. I don't think Bryson and Chanel do, but um, my brother's daughter turns nine next week and miles's sister's daughter also turns nine next week so can you imagine one of them ruling uh a dude country? i would i would support alira <laughs> till the day i die if she wanted to be she could run for president if she wanted to be like the next cleopatra <laughs> like without the anyway um <laughs> but like heck yeah like i, I would support her I'd, I'd be like her bouncer or something the, yeah. her bodyguard Liz, I feel like Liz would do a good job. I feel like <laughs> without like, I don't mean this to like come off bad, but like Liz would be a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> She's not, not listening. Kidding. She doesn't know what that word means yet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's just a spitfire. I love her so much. But nine years old. That is so mind blowing. So young. Anyways, the reason he became the ruler at such a young age was because of the death of his father, which I'll talk about his father actually kind of a lot. But surprisingly, I wanted to stick on his age for just another minute. So you had mentioned Cleopatra. Do you know how old she was when she became? She's like teens, right? Yeah, I actually, I should have looked that up. Hold on. Let me just fact check myself. Fact check. Okay. Um, so Cleopatra, according to the internet... A quick Google search. She was 18. However, she co-reigned with her younger brother, who was 10. He was also her husband. Yeah, that, yeah, that was <laughs> what I was trying to avoid in like talking about Cleopatra. Oh, but... no. We're going to be talking about this quite a bit. Not Cleopatra, but incest. Yeah, so... 10 so so he was at the time the youngest known i think he still is to this day the youngest known monarch to preside over ancient egypt or the egyptian empire but he's not the only one that's kind of in that boat you know and this i actually didn't know he this is this is specifically egypt he's the youngest but all over the world there are countries that have been known for making infants their rulers oh interesting countries like uh china russia england spain france etc like (laughs) that was just like you know the list that i had gotten was those um but there's there's definitely more and like literally babies would be born and they would be like crowned king or queen so so not the youngest ever but the youngest in egyptian history without getting to a political we might even benefit from that just kidding you can cut that out <laughs> in america yeah <laughs> learn a thing or two no i saw a post today that i laughed out loud at it was like what if we just don't get a president and we all just agree to just be chill <laughs> <laughs> i mean honestly again don't like political but it's just a joke it's just a it's joke. just a joke <laughs> anyways so uh tut was the son of uh akhenaten is that how we decided? Akhenaten. Yeah. Akhenaten. Um, Akhenaten was the pharaoh before Tut. Obviously, it was his dad. So he was married to someone you've probably heard of, Queen Nefertiti. Mm-hmm. 
she was obviously very powerful when she was reigning. The two of them, however, were kind of a disastrous mix, if I were to put it that way. I mean, same. Um, I'm just I, kidding. <laughs> I don't necessarily think it was their relationship. I think it was more of Aka, Akhenaten. 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 Thank you. You're going to correct me every time. Probably. That's Akhenaten. okay. Um, he, while he was reigning, started a cult. Naturally. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? So let me just, okay, I'm going to just try and spell out his reign. His ministry? No, his reign. I mean, it kind of turned into a ministry because he kind of became a self-proclaimed god. So religiously, ancient Egypt, they're known for worshiping literally thousands of gods Mm -hmm. all kind of at once. Um, you kind of go for like, they have like their main ones and then you kind of go for the ones that you vibe with the best, you know, and you do what you can to like please the gods and worship the gods throughout your life and mm-hmm. for different things. Like there's, you know, the gods of the elements, the gods of the emotions, the gods of like, there's, there's gods for everything, right? So Akhenaten identified himself with the sun god who was called, uh, it's, I think it's Aten or Aten? Aten. Aten. And he, like I said, he saw himself as, as like as like an earthly manifestation of Aten. Um, and so he decided that Aten was the one and only true God because he himself was Aten. So this not guy's only... got uh, kind of a big head, eh? <laughs> yeah. So basically, not only was he the Pharaoh, but he also was God, basically. Um, and people, of course, he had devoted followers. So people were like, all right, sure. Yeah, let's do this. Dope. All right, I'm on, you know. Um, but there were a lot of people who this was the first time in history that this kind of ideology, like, really presented itself. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, like, this guy almost reminds me of um, Cusco. Yeah. <laughs> Someone ruin, ruins his party. You threw off my groove. <laughs> Anyway. Poison. Poison to kill Cusco. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. That's a good one. So, actually, going with back to what I was just saying, that this was like the first time that this had really been an idea. Mm-hmm. Some uh, Egyptologists even claim that his exclusive worship of Aten ended up creating the world's first monotheistic religion. You know what that means? Monotheistic, like one god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I don't know how true that is because I feel like Christianity has been around forever, but I also could be wrong. <laughs> well, like, well, not Christianity, but like Hebrew. Uh, okay. Hebrewism. Yeah. So Hebraism. I don't know. I don't know timeline wise. Like, I, I, I guess I need to look more into Hebrewism because it's like, did, did Hebrewism have more than one God? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't well, know. They, they didn't. They only okay. had like the one, like Jehovah. But. Okay. Okay, so according to some Egyptologists, they believe that his version of worshipping um, Aten created the first monotheistic religion. And that is up for fact-checking. I did not do the fact-checking. <laughs> if anyone knows, let us know. Cause no, I, I'm I very don't know. curious. Yeah. I thought Hebrewism was like the original monotheistic, but... Well, and I knew Christianity stemmed from Hebrewism. I just didn't know, like... Mm-hmm. I feel kind of dumb saying that because i used to be a missionary you know (laughs) you're okay but um anyways i thought that was interesting um so obviously he had like his followers who were on board with it and who 
you know, were willing to follow him all the way throughout this. And then he had the majority of the people who were like, uh, no, (laughs) I don't think so. And so obviously, like, he was not a very popular ruler. He rubbed people the wrong way, a lot of people the wrong way. So he also moved the holy capital from Thebes to Amarna, which Amarna has some sort of history to do with Aten. So I don't know. It was just like, it was his personal, like what he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so Thebes was known for being like the place, like the motherland of their worship of their religion and so he basically was like eh, never mind it's actually over here and so yeah he just really ticked off a lot of people that's his kuskar terpia there you go yes yes that is actually like spot on you threw off my groove <laughs> anyways okay so akhenaten and nefertiti had six daughters it is confirmed that ta is akhenaten's son however They've never been able to prove who Tut's mother is because I guess the DNA just, they don't have that, you know? I mean, it's hard to get at this point, so. Exactly. <laughs> it's been so long. Um, they do say that, so a lot of people refer to his mother as, quote, the younger lady. However, it is widely accepted that Tut's mother is one of two women. And two, both of these women have been married to Akhenaten. So one of them could be Nefertiti, or the other one could be Queen Kia, or Kaya, who was Akhenaten's second wife, the lesser wife, essentially. (laughs) So, like I said, they don't know exactly who it is, but it's like one of the two, right? A little noteworthy fact about his dad, Akhenaten, who obviously is just a charming guy. Um... (laughs) (laughs) It's not actually known how many wives he had, but he did have several. Uh, A few of the wives that he had, one of them was a woman named Satya, who was the king of a place called... (laughs) I'm going to butcher this. Anisasi? We'll just go with that. Um, And then the other one was the daughter of the ruler of Babylon. And then I think there were like... Babylon? Yeah. And I think there were a few others that were just like lesser people that nobody writes about. Da 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 da. Tut took over his father's reign after he had died. Tut was only nine at the time that he took over and became pharaoh, and so obviously was the youngest in Egyptian history. And due to his age, it is suspected that his uncle I was basically the man in charge, kind of behind the curtain a little bit, helping him figure out how to rule a country. At least for the first few years, because mm-hmm. he was nine. Yeah. <laughs> so, I will talk more about him in a little bit. I will talk about I. <laughs> so, one of the first things that King Tut did when he became the pharaoh was basically undo everything his father had done. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was no secret that most believed his father to have been disastrous. Like, literally, that was the word that was used. In multiple articles. His uncle's probably over here like, hey, my brother was a complete idiot. (laughs) He's like, listen, you want the people to like you? Don't do what your dad did. (laughs) Uh, So by undoing his actions, obviously Tut gained popularity and trust pretty quickly. Some of the things that he did was he helped dissolve the cult of Aten. Um, 
he restored the, quote, disgraced Amun, who was another god that basically his dad had, like, kind of, like I said, disgraced. Mm -hmm. And he named him again as the king of the gods. And then he declared Thebes to be the religious center once again. Um, He also, to show and prove his loyalty, changed his name. I don't know if you knew this. I didn't. So, originally, his name was Tutankhaten. Tutankhamen, like Amen, like the mm-hmm. like the god. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and it's exactly what you're thinking too. So it was Tutankhaten, which translates to "living image of Aten," and then his new name or his current name was Tutankhamen, which translates to "living image of Amen." So he literally like his dad was like, "This is who you are," and he's like, "No, no, no, fam." And that's who we know him at, as is Tutankhamen. Or King Tut, which he goes by most mm-hmm. of the time. King <laughs> he, Tut. He goes by. Because he's alive to go <laughs> by that name. <laughs> okay. Call, call me Tut. <laughs> so the year that King Tut became ruler, he married a woman named... <laughs> here we go again. Akin Sanamen. Nailed it. Sounds about right. Do you know she... what Ankh means? No. Do you know what the symbol of the Ankh is? No. It's like the little like, stick. It kind of looks like a cross, but instead like it's got a head looking thing at the oh, top. Oh, he has that on his, mm-hmm. his lo- headpiece. Yeah, a lot of people, like, so in ancient Egypt, they associated that symbol, like Ankh, with with life. Oh. It's kind of cool. Like a cool little Which symbol. makes sense to the pronunciation, or not the pronunciation, the translation of his name, living image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Look at you teaching me things push up my glasses because i'm a nerd <laughs> no that's actually really cool um yeah that, that's one thing that like fascinates me about just like the ancient egyptian names are just that's so cool because they have so much symbolism behind them yeah just everything in ancient just egypt stuttering through <laughs> them <laughs> yeah, everything ancient egypt is like is symbolism i'm like i love the symbolism yeah yeah anyway. no i think it's super cool yeah so he married a woman named Akasanamen. <laughs> She was the daughter of Akhenaten and Nefertiti. So the brother-sister. They're half-siblings, yeah. At least half-siblings. I did put, you know, this is a little noteworthy side tangent. If Nefertiti is Tut's mom, then Akhenaten is his full sister, mm-hmm. which is gross. <laughs> yep. Um, but to add more to the incest pool, Nefertiti is most likely the first cousin of Akhenaten. Okay. So, which isn't uncommon. They would have been like the third or fourth line in a genealogy line of first cousins marrying each other. Yeah. <laughs> back back then, I mean, they did this even in, if, if anyone remembers, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record. Like it was different times. They did this for bloodline yeah. purposes just to keep it like, so, you know, blood doesn't get tainted, quote unquote. Mm-hmm from commoners yeah but they didn't understand they were actually tainting it themselves like. <laughs> yes i know we know that now thank goodness yeah so that most scholars agree that that's most likely their relationship is that they were first cousins because she was his first wife the powerful wife you know the important one um and based off of the genealogy or the genealogical history in their family line it would have made sense mm-hmm. so like I said, at least three generations of first cousin marriages before them. So anyways, 
So Tut and his wife had two daughters who were both stillborn. Um, one of them, so they so they never lived um, past pregnancy, for those of you who don't know what that means. One of them made it to 25 weeks gestation. The other one made it to 37 weeks gestation. Oh, so close. Which is devastating. <laughs> A lot of people believe that their, their incest bloodline is what caused these babies to be stillborn. But honestly, there's so many factors that could have happened. Like one of them being the fact that his wife was only 12 years old. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they had those two daughters that didn't make it past birth. Um, and this is also one of the reasons why they think that King Tut was so easily forgotten for so long is because he didn't have a bloodline to pass on his ruling. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so another thing that was most likely caused by his bloodline was the fact that he had a clubbed foot that caused him to walk with a limp. He had a lot of health issues, but that was kind of like the main one, the most like obvious because it was like a deformity, mm-hmm. which I never knew that. thought that was interesting. Um, and the reason that we know this, other than literal CT scans, <laughs> <laughs> is because there are uh, depictions of him painted, of him doing normal activities in a chair where other people would be standing like for example archery oh interesting so things like that and it's also pretty well known that he liked to ride in a chariot and they think it's because it was a lot easier for him to get around that way Mm -hmm. i mean also chariots are fun you know when you're 12 years old. oh yeah i'll ride a chariot at 12 years old i mean i am i look at my watch to see how old i am what the heck am i doing (laughs) I'm like 16 years too late for that, but hey, I'd still do that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of, I thought that was cool. So like a lot of like the depictions that were made of him doing just like normal activities, I guess normal for him since he was a ruler, um, he was sitting in those depictions, which I thought was just like a cool fact. Like one of those things where I would look at it and be like, oh yeah, these are pretty pictures. And someone's like, do you notice that he's in a chair? I've been like, oh. Wait, now that you say that. <laughs> Playing soccer in a, in a chair, like, nah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, I mean, obviously they've confirmed it through CT scans and things like that and, like, actually looking at his mummy. Um, but, yeah, that was just one fun fact about him. There you go. Take a drink of whatever you're drinking. Fun fact. Uh, my water's all the way over there. Oh, I have a Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, okay, so that just goes to show, like, some of the things that he... I mean, he was, a, he was a normal teenage boy. He was ruling a country, but he also enjoyed teenage boy things, like playing archery and hunting for hippopotamus. And um, I mean, who doesn't love that? <laughs> he liked to ride in chariots, hunt, to walk through his gardens near the large pools, maybe dip his feet in, in his club foot or whatever. So real quick about sure. hippopotamuses. So Harper, she has a little toy hippo and she hasn't played with it in a while because i think we hit it somewhere <laughs> but she doesn't say hippo she says hapu which is like the cutest thing when she says it she's like where's hapu <laughs> it's so cute when she says it. anyway sorry little side note i just wanted to brag about my daughter for a second there well again you become a parent and you don't have a cover you don't know how to have a conversation without bringing up your child oh my so. gosh that's so true <laughs> <laughs> you know how many conversations i brought hopper in this week Oh, I believe it. Oh, so many. <laughs> okay. 
so back to tut here's a another fun fact for you drinkers um (laughs) he had a pair of sandals that are actually pretty famous like you could google king tut sandals and see pictures of them they were made of leather and they had depiction depictions of his enemies on the soles specifically (laughs) okay specifically four human figures of like asian and african depiction Mm -hmm. and they were believed to have been his quote-unquote neighbors who were the traditional enemies of egypt at that time i see and the depictions were also specifically made to look like these four people were prisoners like they literally have their hands tied behind their backs (laughs) Uh, and it was very intentional and it was to symbolize him walking on his enemies every single day wow okay so gift idea for christmas <laughs> just kidding miles like just put the british flag on the bottom of a shoe and i'll walk on it no because we still have the union jack on our um on our flag so i wouldn't okay, do that fair, fair. oh that's isn't that so funny though like i'm i'm sure you know this 12 13 14 year old boy didn't think of this himself but he probably was like really behind it like Yes, I need 12 of those. Those are like those, uh, <laughs> these kids who are over here wanting like Air Jordans yeah. with their names inscribed. It's his version. <laughs> He's geeking out about his his Air Tutankhamen's. I just thought that was the funniest fact about him or the funniest story about him. Everyone take a drink. <laughs> so his education was, I mean, outside of ruling a country, obviously, his education was mostly consisting of astrology and geometry. Oh. Which is interesting. Astrology, um, not astronomy. You know, now that you say that, I'm questioning it, but I wrote astrology, so I'm just going to assume my note is right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it could it, be It astronomy. could have been, because they, <laughs> back then they did have, they, I, again, they looked for symbolism, symbolism in everything, so they right. probably did do like some kind of astrology. It's Starts just when I think day. of it. He's going to be like, I'm over here, like, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> he could have been. He could have been. I don't know. Does it say, what, when was he born? Uh, In 1343. Does it say, like, a month? month? No. No, that's okay. They didn't have, like, the Gregorian calendar back then anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I wrote down astrology. I'm pretty sure that's what it was, but it could have been astronomy. What's the difference? Astrology is, like, the... I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> like, it's, it's not, it's it's not like star bad. signs. It's like, star signs and stuff like that. Um, so it's probably astronomy. Yeah, and astronomy is like the study of actual like space okay, and stars. Okay, that it was, it was astronomy. Okay. <laughs> Again, like it could have been birth. Like it could have been like looked for constellations, which I think is like part of astrology too. The fact that I had but, to ask you what the difference was. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's okay. I am so... Pregnancy brain is still carrying over from last episode. I am a genius over <laughs> here. Okay. So a couple other things about him. He was known for wearing fancy jewels and breastplates. He was actually even uh, buried with a breastplate that looked like an, uh, an eagle. Guy's got swag. Oh, yeah. He also was known for wearing decorative eyeliner. And apparently, <laughs> I don't know who's confirming this, but apparently he smelled sweet as he was usually covered in perfumed oil because he was rich, rich. Huh. Yeah. perfumed oil essential oils <laughs> yeah well because you know back i'm a then, gemini who uses a lavender to go to sleep <laughs> i'm sorry 
<laughs> if anyone is out there, I'm I'm just poking fun. Like I don't actually, you know, no, do your thing. No, they're listening and they're like, that sounds like a freaking Leo, and you're right. Like yeah, they are. Oh, uh, so no, because you know back then their hygiene practices were very different. They didn't bathe and shower the way that we do today, and so they would get stinky. You know, hunting their hippopotamus and <laughs> Muddy sitting water. in their chariots. And so yeah. they, instead of showering frequently like the way that we do, they would cover themselves with strong perfumes and oils. And I guess the more of that you had, like the wealthier you came across because not everybody could afford those things. Hmm. So if you smelled good, you were most likely rich. And it also was like... You know, kind of along the same lines of, like, the clothing that you wear and things like that. I mean, that still carries over to today. Right. Let's be real. Like, if you go out, like, looking like a bum, smelling like a bum, people are probably going to think you're a bum. (laughs) You know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But, yeah. So, he I like to go half and half. I like to look good but smell bad. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, I mean, in, in his case, it was a lot harder to come by the perfumes and the oils. Yeah, that's fair. Than it is today. Yeah. Um, anyways, moving on. So Tut ruled for just over 10 years. He died at the age of 19 and his death has been a huge topic of research, debate, speculation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there are actually a lot of hypotheses of how he died, like way more than I was expecting. (laughs) These are goals. Like I want my death to be a mystery too, when it comes down to it. (laughs) I don't. It was Courtney. Courtney did it. Just kidding. I want my death to be nice and boring. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um. So his the hypotheses range anywhere from like assassination by his inner circle to like being mauled by a hippo, like everywhere. You know. So let me tell you some of the hypotheses and like why they might make sense. So after Tut died, this one is the assassination one. Okay. So after Tut died, his uncle I took over. And a lot of people think based off of just stories. And so Aya ended up, he ended up becoming pretty popular as a king. Like he ruled for a long time, did really great things for the country, whatever. But he essentially tried to erase Tut and Tut's family from history. Like literally erased them from the walls. (laughs) We talk about Tut more than him. So like jokes on him. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, Tut ruled for such a short time, people were still bitter about the way that his dad had ruled. Mm. Um, and so there was still, like, a little bit of, like, lingering bitterness towards the family line. Okay? And so, I mean, I's intentions could have been very pure and innocent and, like, for the greater good. But it, just based off of how the story goes, it's... it's pe- a lot of people look at it, like, with the side eye, you mm-hmm. know? Just because, I mean, it just comes across as, like, jealousy, mostly. Because he, it's speculated that he was doing a lot of like calling the shots, like I said, when Tut became the ruler, but Mm -hmm. behind the curtain. And so he wasn't getting the credit for it. Tut was, even though nine-year-old, you know, like reforming religion again. Yeah. Like, it's not as likely. Not saying Tut couldn't have done those things, but it's, he most likely got help from a trusted person, which would have been his uncle. So... And and the suspicious part comes from the fact that he tried to erase them from history. He took their drawings off the walls. He put Tut in a very small tomb. Um, he's actually buried very quickly. 
and in a small tomb that was reserved for private citizens, not in like a normal, like grander tomb that was meant for pharaohs, which also is partially why it was so easy to lose his tomb for centuries, mm-hmm. you know. So that I think is like the biggest indicator that this could have been an assassination out of jealousy, spite, passion, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Along with that, they also have found, they found a small hole in his skull that immediately when they found that people were like, oh, he must have been killed with an arrow or yeah, or someone stabbed him or something like that in his skull. However, that rumor was quickly debunked because the size of it and like the shape of it, whatever, excuse me, was most likely either put there by the people who were embalming him mm-hmm. or it was an accidental hole made by the people who were removing the gold mask um, when he was found. I see. Yeah. So not the cause of his death, but it was speculated for a while that that's what it was. Another hypothesis is that he died in a chariot accident because uh, his this has been proven, his leg was broken and pretty infected Mm -hmm. um people have actually said that the infection is what killed him which to this day a lot of people still believe that um and it's honestly probably the most likely cause if we're being honest but along with a broken leg some of his ribs were broken as well and so they believe Mm -hmm. that he got into a pretty bad chariot accident Mm -hmm. and while there is nothing confirming that chariots were used for racing there's also nothing confirming that they weren't so the chariots back then were they, they totally were <laughs> you don't have chariots and not race them i'm i'm sorry it's well, not and, and these chariots specifically were very small and lightweight and so they could reach pretty fast speeds and like they were teenagers you know and i've seen prince of egypt okay <laughs> ramses <laughs> and moses like yeah but it's like what teenage boy gets in one of those things and doesn't feel like racing it right so people have speculated that, that it was just an accident. You know, he broke his leg and everything, got an infection and died because of that accident. Um, but along with that, people have said that, no, no, it had to have been a hunting accident because his heart was never embalmed. Um, and so they believe that he had sustained a crushing blow to the chest, possibly caused by a hippo during a hunt. Because I guess he was really well known for hunting hippos, which is such an odd thing to hear. Again, this is not of this world. (laughs) Okay. So in 2010, however, it was discovered that Tut had traces of malaria when he passed. So people now believe for the most part that malaria combined with a degenerative bone disease disease caused from his inbred lineage. Mm -hmm. um, And then, of course, like an infection in his broken foot just kind of snowballed into him dying at the age of 19. So unfortunately we will never actually know, but these are the most likely causes is that infection, malaria being, you know, of poor health. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's been fun reading about some of the uh, hypotheses. My personal favorite, well, I think the hippo one was super random, um, <laughs> but there's like explanations for everything you know and then i i obviously love the assassination one because it's like ooh, inside job <laughs> ooh, true crime drama <laughs> a 19 year old you know what i mean mm-hmm. anyways so <clears throat> like we had mentioned at the beginning of the episode slash 
all of last week. He is most known for his tomb and just the fascinating things that they were able to discover from it. So, fun fact. (laughs) Take a drink. King Tut's tomb was robbed twice, at least, both shortly after his death. So, the reason that they believe this is because when the tomb was discovered, there was rubble blocking one of the burial chambers, Mm -hmm. which they believed was put there intentionally to keep other people out. Another one, which I thought was super interesting, is when they were... Uh, discovering and uncovering everything that they had found in that tomb, they did find a handkerchief that had several gold rings inside of it. And that's not typically how they would store their jewelry. Mm-hmm. And they believe that people were inside the tomb robbing it and putting the jewelry in a handkerchief to take with them. And they got caught and fled and left it behind. They so, saw a ghost. <laughs> maybe it was king tut coming back to tell them to knock it like, off hey i need this for the afterlife <laughs> yeah so after this it went completely unnoticed and was not discovered until 1922 when a man named howard carter yes howard carter discovered the step that led to the tomb wasn't it the water boy who discovered the step? Yeah, we don't care about him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, which, like what Miles had said last week, is one of the greatest discoveries in Egyptian history. Heck yeah, it is. Yeah, it was awesome. So when I was taking the notes, um, I used like four or five different articles that I kept referencing back and forth between. And what, like all of them kept saying... That they had found over 5,000 artifacts in his tomb. And then finally I found one article that had the exact number. It was 5,398 artifacts wow. that were found inside this tomb. So we're going to talk about some of them. Um, one of them, which I think personally is the coolest one, <laughs> in my opinion, was a dagger that was made from a meteoroid. What? Yeah. Dibs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go rub a tomb. I don't want those curses following me, but like, dips. <laughs> so they believe that the dagger was actually a gift from like another dynasty. Um, another planet? <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Actually, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I should have looked into this more, but I'm not sure if it was because there was like an engraving or something about the dagger. But they said that it was a gift and the people who gifted it to him said it came straight from the gods because it fell from the sky. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, like, turned into a dagger. But I thought that was super cool. Like, he has, like, a meteorite. <laughs> uh, anyways, they also found the mummified bodies of his two daughters. So that's how they know about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was found. So King Tut himself was found inside three coffins. Kind of like Russian doll stack. Oh, I see. It's yeah. like it was spread across three. No, no. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> no, he just was inside three coffins um, at one time. So the two outermost were made of uh, gilded wood. And then the innermost coffin was crafted out of solid gold. Heck yeah, it was. Because <laughs> he was still a pharaoh. His head and his shoulders were covered in the ornate death mask, which most people associate with King Tut when they think about him. And like that uh, symbol we talked about, like the living symbol. The Ankh. The Ankh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
They so, put that on a lot of, on a lot of mummies too. Yeah, like a lot of pharaohs, mummies, and stuff. Oh yeah, because like sure. part of it, I said life, but like some of it refers to like eternal life or like the beginning of life. Uh huh. Um, just stuff like that. Yeah. So he had that um, his ornate death symbol. So like if you were to Google images of King Tut, you'd most likely see the mask. Obviously, not like the mummy itself, mm-hmm. the mask that he was in. And then his mummy, obviously, which was placed inside the Russian nesting doll style coffins and everything else. So the way that it was set is that there was Tut inside his coffins and then everything else was kind of put around him in a large like stone sarcophagus with a pink granite top. So he was in this like very large box. Okay. With so many layers. It's like when someone gives you a Christmas gift, then you open it up and there's another Christmas gift inside, and you open it up and there's another one. Sure. They had to go through four layers. It's like past the parcel. Four layers just to get to the mask that he was in. <laughs> <laughs> but there were like multiple rooms to his tomb. I think three or four that are confirmed that actually have his belongings in it. And that's where the rest of the 5,398 artifacts were. Some of the other things that were found that are pretty cool they found uh canopic i think that's how you say it canopic jars which were like basically funeral art Mm -hmm. they kind of look like candle sculptures do you have a picture yeah all right okay yeah they kind of look like little wax figures is what i'm saying um so basically it is it's it's something that they use in the embalming method so from what i understand is that they are kind of like clay jars that they put things in and i'm not like things like their organs oh right yeah they a lot of the time with those those jars they did like um the heads of like different gods and stuff like that couldn't Mm -hmm. tell you which ones but one of them is like Ra. one of them is a set is that the right anyway um Uh uh-huh but yeah, again, symbolism. It's pretty cool. I honestly don't know if I'm even like explaining it right, but that's like I don't know, just from the de- just bleh, from the description that I read, that's what I gathered is what it was. But basically, it was believed that especially royalty, they would need their organs in the afterlife, so they found ways to bury them and keep them well maintained as best they could. So they mm-hmm. put them in these like clay jars. But in my opinion, they look like wax (laughs) yeah (laughs) they also found a senate game is what they called it and it's like a board game basically um it kind of was like their version of checkers or Mm -hmm. chess so they found one of those it symbolized the passage of life to death um and had been played in egypt for about 1800 years by the time that the the king had died wow by the time had died it's a long time yeah, so this was a very traditional game. They also found a personal fan that was King Tut's exclusive hand-held fan that he would use to cool himself off. Um, they found the statue of Anubis, which is known for ushering the souls of the Egyptian dead into the underworld. Uh, also pretty common and popular. They found the head of a leopard. Uh, like an actual head? Like- no, it was like, it's like a gold statue. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically pharaohs admired the strength and the beauty of the African leopard. And so they would import the animals from south of the continent. However, in this burial, it was just a statue of the head. Cool. 
They found pendants. They found the burial mask that he was wearing. They found throwing sticks that he would like use for both games and also hunting. And those, fun fact. um, Take a drink. (laughs) Those are very similar to the Australian boomerang. They're not as angled, though. They look more like straight. But yeah. And the reason that they found these. So a lot of this stuff is they believed that if you're buried with these things, you'll have them in the afterlife. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted him to be able to hunt in the afterlife. So they gave him his throwing sticks, which I thought was pretty cool. They found more statues. They found his chariot um, that was it was disassembled and placed in his tomb, but it was all there, which also is super cool. Um, that right now is actually on display in the museum in Cairo. They also buried the dead with a lot of these like valuables as well, because like they believe that like, the more that you bring into the afterlife, like the more valuable your your possessions mm-hmm. are, the like kind of highest standing you'll be. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, was, I was actually going to mention that, but I'm glad you said it because you explained it better. <laughs> but it was very much a real uh, religious thing where they believed that like the, the better or the more stuff that you had, the better you had the mm-hmm. afterlife. Yeah. Another thing they found was his perfume. They found personal necessities like a jewel box. I don't know why that was considered a necessity, but anklets, <laughs> uh, bracelets, pectoral decorations, necklaces, like- collars. Yes. Nipple piercings? <laughs> Is that what we're talking about here? I don't know. Pectoral. It just, it just says pectoral decorations. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Collars, ear studs, earrings, etc., etc. They also, so they found his personal chariot, but then later on in this same article, it says they found six chariots. So there was a lot of stuff, okay? Paintings, uh, something that was like a visual representation of King Tut as a child obviously the body of king tut <laughs> i mean with the chariots if if you think about it we have people who have you know six cars i'm sure it's like their equivalent yeah so like yeah kind of makes sense yeah i want this one this one's pretty <laughs> i want all six of my lamborghinis to be buried with me <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i'm glad we don't do that anymore maybe some people do I know, like, there are some people who do, like, memorabilia stuff, like, necklaces, pendants, stuff like that. But, like, I don't want my whole freaking house with me in my mausoleum when I get one of those. I won't have one of those. I'm fine with just, like, a, a just a general gravesite. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you seen that video of the lady who's spreading her husband's ashes? So, she's, she's spreading her husband's ashes on this, like, hillside. And she starts pouring them and the wind is blowing them back onto her. <laughs> so she's trying to like avoid them. And then she ends up falling over and like dumping them all over herself. <laughs> <laughs> so we went from like six chariots to being covered. <laughs> the husband's still trying to get some even after death. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Really quick. I'm just going to go through the rest of this, this list of just some of the cool things that I thought that they found in his tomb. Face masks, thrones, archery bows, trumpets, lotus chalices, gold toe stalls, furniture, food, wine, sandals, and fresh linen underwear. Lovely. And of can't, course, can't I'm sure. Can't be naked in the afterlife. <laughs> That's actually like what they thought, though, as they genuinely were like, this is to help you. So, fun fact Howard 
<laughs> Howard Carter, who discovered the tomb, cataloged everything. It took him 10 years. 10 years, yep. Did you say that last week? I did, yeah. Okay, yeah. So now that you know, like, some of the things that he was actually cataloging. 5,000 items. That I didn't mention. Yeah. Um, that's insane. That's a <laughs> right. lot of stuff. And I know he was very, like, Howard was very, uh, like, meticulous with his uh-huh. documenting and recording. So he, he was probably drawing everything, too. The oh, yeah. Because you had mentioned that, that he was, that was, you know, something he was super known for was drawing things. Yeah. And, yeah, that's probably why it took him so long. Anyways, so... Obviously, we know about the rumored curse of the tomb. A lot of people believe that his tomb is cursed. Um, and they think, you know, because of all the artifacts he left behind, that there was, like, personal attachments to those things, especially, like, considering that his two daughters were also in his tomb. Mm-hmm. So whatever, you know, people believe that he just, something was still attached. And then obviously, like, the writings on the walls and things like that. And then we had talked about... Was it George Herbert who had died? Is that who we talked about? Mm-mm. The guy was like Lord Carnivon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's him. George Herbert. Oh, same guy? Yeah, it's the same name. Oh, I didn't know um, it was your actual name. So it says the most prominent. This is this is directly from Wikipedia, which I use Wikipedia a lot. But in this case, I this was like last minute additional information that I looked up. Um, and I barely used it this time. But according to Wikipedia, it says the most prominent death that they believe coincided with the curse was George Herbert, fifth Earl of Carnarvon, Carnarvon, who died five months after the discovery of the step, which Miles told in last episode. So go listen to it. Tomb any curses. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone didn't get that, like the title of it, it said like, read it quick. So it's like too many curses. That's what it's supposed to say. Yeah. Hopefully everyone got it. I thought it was funny. So that's all I'm going to say about the curses. That's super interesting. But Miles covered that. So we're not going to go back into it. And yeah. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about with this is just the influence that King Tut made in pop culture. Okay. Because he was discovered in 1922. And because of his discovery, the media evolved. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And here are some examples. King Tut inspired a new version of horror films because mummies Mummies. Mm -hmm. were not a thing until he was discovered. So literally the movies The Mummy came out uh, in 1932 and those now would be seen as like, it it would fall in the category of classic monsters like Dracula Mm -hmm. um, and Frankenstein. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. But it it didn't come from literature like Frankenstein and Dracula. It came from an actual human being, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is super cool. And then obviously, like, there's, like, Egyptian architecture that you see all over the world now. Like, movie theaters, they've adopted a lot of the architecture that was found in, like, Egyptian archaeology. Is that the right word? Yeah. Ancient Egypt became, like, a huge marketing tool for a lot of different things like cigarettes uh lemons fresh produce buy a mummy lemons (laughs) (laughs) literally in in parentheses it says because nothing screams fresh produce like a millennia old mummy (laughs) (laughs) other entrepreneurs are more creative in how they embrace egyptian themes like 
Uh, the stage magician Carter the Great incorporated images and story elements inspired by Tut's discovery into his act. And then, of course, we have Egyptian-themed makeup that people would wear and, like, songs, like, Walk Like an Egyptian and movies and <laughs> all these different things. Like, for example... In the 1970s, Steve Martin sang a song on SNL called King Tut, and he dressed like what he thought an Egyptian looked like. It's pretty comical, actually. Like, <clears throat> It's a pretty sad excuse for it. <laughs> he nailed it. Good job, Steve. <laughs> also, the DC Universe brought King Tut in, and they made him a villain who fought Batman. Dude, Batman fights a whole bunch of like, undead things. <laughs> he's fought he's fought freaking Dracula before. Fun yeah. fact. Little nerd Miles coming out again. Fun fact. Take a drink. Um, <laughs> hope you're on a sugar high from all that chocolate milk you're chugging. <laughs> but yeah, I looked up um, like movies that he was mentioned in. And of course, there's like a ton of movies that are just like about him. But it, this is like the... Uh, by popularity, the IMDb list of movies that have the keyword to in common in like the description. And the very first one that is, I don't know how this works, but it's considered number one on this list. It's Mr. Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> oh. Yeah. At the cartoon with the, the uh-huh. dog and, okay. Yeah, there's a ton of movies made about King Tut, but you could look up... And find list upon list upon list of, like, references that people have made about him in the media. And some of them are actually hilarious. So, but yeah. Anyways, so I thought that was funny. Peabody and Sherman. SNL. Is he in Night at the Museum? Yes. Is it Tut? I wasn't sure if it was Tut. I'm pretty sure. I think it's Tut. (laughs) I'm going to Google it real quick. Please do. Is King Tut in Night at the museum no Gordon. he's been dead for a very long time <laughs> yes it is king tut cool <laughs> night at the museum with ben stiller robin williams yeah r.i.p so yeah he has made quite the uh impact on pop culture and and now here we are talking about him yeah and now he's on uh your favorite podcast the best so. podcast in the world <laughs> i'm willing to bet for sure but yeah i thought that was super cool especially like going back to that theory that his uncle was super jealous just like what you had said mm-hmm. it's like he didn't really want anybody to remember him and now he is the most popular suck on that uncle i <laughs> in ancient egyptian history mm-hmm. which is awesome that concludes the two-part series of king tut howard carter too many curses. Too many curses. <laughs> the King Tut's tomb. There is so much more information that we could give you about each and every artifact. Um, there are so many museums like across the world that have parts of his artifacts and stuff in them. But genuinely, like you could turn on History Channel. You could watch like a four-hour special on it. I'm sure. <laughs> so we we're actually um. So Courtney and Harper came down at the beginning of the week to the hotel I was staying at, just did like a little bit of swimming. Uh-huh. And I had the History Channel on and w- they were actually talking about, if anyone remembers the episode where ta- uh, Courtney was talking about, um, what was her name? Uh, Seti. Um, yeah. Seti. Um, Seti. <laughs> Freddie Seti. <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, they were actually talking about that story, and that's when Courtney's like, "I think I'm going to do King Tut because I want to learn more about him." Well, Miles like, had suggested yeah. it first, but that's when I was finally like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna." Yeah, Omsetti. Yeah. She was the one who believes that she was reincarnated. Yeah, that one's a pretty cool one too. Go back and listen to it. It's episode thirty something. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe I'm wrong. Thanks for. Thanks for sticking along. What do you think of the story, Miles? I liked it. Did I like King Tut. I like ancient Egypt. I like did, anything about it. Did you learn new things? I did. Cool. I didn't know he liked archery, which just makes sense. <laughs> there also, I did read a little bit about him as well. Um, like when I was doing the Howard Carter story, and apparently, I, th- I think it's up to like speculation or something, but he might have also been included in battles. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, which, like, he was just a young ruler, and apparently, like, I mean. For the most part, I think people liked him as a ruler, besides yeah. maybe his uncle. But well, and even that—that's just—that's yeah. also speculation. But um, no, from what I from what I did understand is that people did like him because he reformed it everything back to how it used to be. Yeah, they were like in his and favor. Changed his name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but like, I'm sorry, my dad was an idiot. I'm going to be better. I think they still needed more time to warm up to him as a ruler. But yeah, sure all in all like he he had the majority popularity vote you know yeah (laughs) so yeah Um, fun stuff but yeah the dagger with the meteorite was really cool right i want one i want to see it christmas gift idea (laughs) okay yeah i'll get on that baby (laughs) well thank you everyone for tuning in again uh i hope you're not sick of egypt because we have like four more episodes i'm just kidding no Um, (laughs) next we're talking about i'm just kidding tbd (laughs) no that yeah so thanks for uh sticking with us through all this we appreciate you go follow all of our socials fam daily podcast uh send us in your own personal stories at fam podcast at gmail.com and we will read them on air um anything else did i miss something um no just remember to tell your friends yeah. spread the word tell them that we're the, the best. best people <laughs> that you know slash listen to because are you wrong when you say that you're not (laughs) but we're not prideful this is just truth so stay safe don't hunt uh hippopotamus because it's a well there goes my weekend plans that that's that's not really um kosher anymore uh don't sleep with your first cousins okay i'm gonna stop now (laughs) sign this off miles all right and we'll catch you all in the next episode (laughs) bye everyone